4: Today's match is in the books, and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL Post-Match Show on the RSL Radio Network.
5: Welcome into your RSL Post-Match Show out here at America First Field. The final, nil-nil, just like it was at halftime. Uh, J-Catch, Tom Hackett, breaking things down. We'll have uh, post-match reaction from Pablo Mascheroni as well as RSL players for you coming up. But uh, Tom, I thought that match was actually pretty well played up until about the 85th minute, and then I felt like the end marred what was otherwise I thought a pretty decent match.
6: Yeah, it was. Um, it was a really entertaining game for a nil-nil stalemate, yeah. which I guess words don't get spoken of frequently. So, um, <laughs> I, I really, true. I really enjoyed myself, and and the crowd was was really into it.
5: They were, yeah.
6: Um, and I don't want to get too off topic obviously because we're here to talk about the game but I just couldn't help th- sitting in the press box there listening to the noise being generated by the 20 odd thousand that were in here I just think the game of soccer in the United States is at a at a really exciting time and, sure. and I think today or tonight rather was was an example of that in 2026 in the World Cup I, I just think it's it's trending in the right direction and for a nil nil game, the crowd was as into it as I've they really were. heard mm-hmm. in, in some time, and, and there's they, a lot
5: there's a lot to digest. Yeah. well, in, in a match like this, if it's gonna be a nil nil draw, you need to have, uh, I guess, a heel uh, to use the, the the wrestling terminology. And Seattle played that pretty well tonight. Some uh, some time wasting going on, a lot of guys going down to the ground, a lot of yellow cards from our from our center official. You need to have stuff like that to keep the crowd engaged. In, in matches you said, otherwise there was no scoring. And I'm with you. I actually, for a nil-nil draw, one of the more entertaining ones I've ever taken.
6: Yeah, it was. It was fun. I think. I think, you know, we'll we'll obviously tune into to Pablo Mastroini's press conference here when it when it starts. But I think if I was in that room, a lot of the questions I would be asking would revolve around our our head referee and. Mm-hmm. He just played such an important role, and, and, and it's it's sad to see because I thought he gave away two yellow cards early in the game that, that weren't necessary, and at that point he forced himself into giving away exactly. more yellow cards, mm-hmm. and then as that kind of proceeded, the game just felt like it got <laughs> out of hand, and so it was disappointing that the, the head ref to, I guess, assert himself to the level that he did, but... Um, but needless to say, really fun game, frustrating game for mm-hmm. uh, for the home crowd, but. Fun nonetheless.
5: Yeah, Yeah, uh, Segafi, the center official, you're right. He kind of put himself in a bind because you said the the two yellows early on. At that point, as an official, you kind of backed yourself into a corner, and you have to keep going at that point, and that's the tough part. I know fans will not be satisfied with how many yellow cards were handed out. Obviously, Pablo Ruiz sent off in extra time, and that will net him, unless it's rescinded, that will net him a one-game suspension for next week, which is unfortunate because I thought he was quite good in the center of the park tonight. So... uh, Interesting match all the way around, but the winless drought for Seattle in Salt Lake remains intact, Tom. (laughs) Is it 13 matches in counting now back to 2011? Yeah, 13 unbeaten. Um, And I think DJ
6: at the end of their broadcast mentioned – Seattle in Utah, mm-hmm. scoreless in six of their last seven, Correct. I think, yes, was, uh, were the numbers he rattled off. So just, yeah, it's, it's remarkable because this is, this is a club, this is a side that's, it's, they've been so good for so long. And one of the biggest reasons behind that is their ability to score a lot of goals with mm-hmm. the firepower they have. So just a fascinating fixture. I always get excited.
0: Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night
6: for it and and although it was a nil-nil stalemate tonight it provided a lot of fireworks and it was a really exciting contest that that the, that the home crowd got involved in 12th highest
5: yeah so uh, 20,000 I gotta get the exact number 20,000 yeah the official attendance 12th largest clap clou- 12th largest crowd as you mentioned in the 15 years RSL is called now America first field home
6: that's a, it's awesome and first i guess real spring-like day here in utah Correct, yeah got into the 80s low 80s and it was a perfect night for football and the crowd came out and and really i guess asserted themselves into the fixture too mm-hmm. they played a pretty pivotal role throughout it just it was a really fun it was a really fun night i thought it was uh really an entertaining game there were a lot of storylines throughout um and, and I think Real Salt Lake's trending in the right direction. I think tonight was another indication that the club under Pablo Mastroini is in a good place, yeah. uh, and they've excelled from where they were a month ago. And, and I think this is a team that, you know, depending on how things go, I think they can they could be a pretty dominant force in the Western Conference. I don't know if I'd go all the way to say that they're going to win Silverware in 2023, but, sure. but they can make the postseason and then potentially go on a run, and they've set themselves up for potentially a pretty big summer transfer window where hopefully I guess they'll pick up a DP caliber nine and potentially a a six and you know you have just a couple pieces I've said this for quite some time it feels like I've been saying it for years and maybe I have they're just a couple pieces short of really being one of the more dominant teams not just in the Western Conference but across Major League Soccer.
5: Well, yeah, and I'm with you on that. The the thing about this, this RSL squad, they've still got flaws. I I, I think you and I are both in agreement there. And the summer transfer window is going to open up in about, it's about a month and a half-ish from now it'll open up. And that that transfer window for Major League Soccer teams is where you get more of the opportunity because a lot of the guys who are playing European or other leagues that are on the more... How, how you say that? Right? The FIFA calendar, I guess, is the easiest way to say yeah. it. It's easier for t- clubs at that point to agree to deals and transfer guys internationally to Major League Soccer, even though it's mid-season for MLS clubs. Yeah,
6: it's their off-season, yeah. and so um, they're obviously less likely to to get rid of players in in the middle of their year. But uh, for Real Salt Lake, massive, massive upcoming transfer window, they've set themselves up nice. I thought, and look, we speaking of a speaking of a nine. I thought Rubio Rubin played his most consistent game of 2023 tonight. He, mm-hmm. he was really impressive for I me. And I, too, I've yeah. been critical on him throughout this season. I don't think he's been at his best. I'm sure he'll tell you the same. And uh, tonight that wasn't the case. He was full of energy. He uh, provided the presence up top at the point of the attack. Mm-hmm. He held the ball up when he needed to. His touch looked comfortable and clean. He controlled the football. He played other players into the game. He was, he was a really good player for Real Salt Lake tonight, and I was happy to see him run around in the manner that he did
5: because he's had a rough start to 2023. All right. We will continue to break this down. As mentioned, we will carry Pablo Mascheroni as well as RSL players press conferences live for you, as well as tonight's post-match show progresses. Uh, if you guys have thoughts, please send them in. A uh, tweet at us. You can send it to Tom Can't hack it, By the way, you have one of the best Twitter handles out there, Tom. I gotta say. Thank one, you, Jake. My favorite. Uh, you can send them to me, Jacob C Hatch, or send them to the KSL Sports Zone or KSL Sports. We'll see any and all of those. Please let us know. We'll work those into tonight's match as we progress here. More in a moment. This is your RSL post-match show as RSL draws nil-nil with the Seattle Sounders out here at American First Field. More in a moment right here on the RSL Radio Network. back to america first field as real salt lake draws nil nil with the seattle sounders this is your rsl post-match show tom hackett there Jake catch here breaking things down as rsl and seattle split the points uh seattle the hex over the sounders in sandy continues on uh, 13 matches and counting all the way back to 2011 uh, six of their last seven appearances here at america first field uh, they've gone scoreless uh, kind of crazy stuff all things considered Tom to think of a team as dominant as Seattle has been over the past decade or so in Major League Soccer. The fact that they have not taken all three points in a regular season match here in well over a decade is crazy.
6: Yeah, It doesn't make a ton of sense to be honest especially you know tonight for example is is maybe a, a great example of just the dominance of Real. So yeah. like this is a team that's been leaking goals throughout <laughs> 2023. they they yet to have a clean sheet under their name and they were able to do just that tonight, and and to be fair, you know, Seattle really didn't generate a ton a ton of attacking opportunities. I thought maybe the best chance Seattle had, and they probably should have scored, was minutes into that second half, where Alex Roldan fired in a cross that hit the uh, forehead of Jordan Morris, correct, who was yeah. on the six yard box, and his glancing header was pushed wide left of the far post. So. That probably goes in the back of the net for Jordan Morris nine times out of ten. It didn't on this occasion. I'm not sure if the humidity messes with his eyesight <laughs> or what the deal is. Well, but he,
5: he had another good look near the top of the 18 late in the match as well. He just completely like, he scuffed it and just sent it right over the top of goal. It was, it, it was an uncharacteristic performance for one of the U.S. internationals in Jordan Morris.
6: Yeah, and no, he's a talented player. He just looked – you know, Jordan Morris is one of those players where, you know, you turn on the telly – most nights, and you see Seattle play. Jordan Morris is generally going to be looking like he's going to score yeah. if he's not scoring, and he just—he really didn't have outside of that one chance I mentioned. You yeah. spoke on that shot, but it was a shot under—it
5: was under duress. Yeah, it was. and you'd yeah. like to see better from an international, just because the way the, the the space, the timing. I know he had a guy coming on, but those are those are moments when a guy like him who has had. Moments of absolute brilliance, both in his club and international career. I just didn't think he was at his best tonight, and I think that goes for the entirety of Seattle because there were some uncharacteristic. They would they dribbled it out of bounds multiple times. I hope Kellen Rowe, by the way, I want to wish him uh, good health. It looked pretty. Uh, that he planted his left leg and he twisted on it it did not look good like non-contact injury hope nothing but the best for him hopefully he's uh back in action soon but it did not look good as he got helped off the field no
6: that happened right below me and there was a fan that was nearby screaming something that he didn't like well I saw
5: them turn around and uh, Brian Schmetzer and some of the the staff with Seattle turn around they were not happy about something going on
6: no Callum Rowe at one point looked like he was going to try and make his way into the crowd and and got held back by uh, by some of the assistants down there for Seattle and then it was a strange night too Brian Vera rocketed one into the face of some poor lady in the front row yeah
5: he jumped over the the boards to go make sure she was okay because he absolutely blasted that ball
6: yeah, I think he was trying to hit it into you know the advertising signs and and it just scraped on over and went uh, went into this face the face of this poor young lady, so hopefully yeah. she 's okay and strange night but Really entertaining night, really fun night, and I thought there was, uh, there's a lot to talk about, I guess. You know, I Mm -hmm. thought Rubio Rubin played really well, Bertin Jakerson, I mean, he could be, and I don't want to sound, you know, egregious when I say this, he could be the best striker on the roster at the minute. I mean, he led the team in goals in Mm preseason, he's getting minutes now, he was the 16th pick in the MLS Super Draft, born in France, um, he 's a really good player and he 's getting minutes, and I think those minutes are only going to increase pablo ruiz starting to find himself after struggling uh, early, but he missed mm-hmm. a large chunk of the first couple of games due to visa issues so we 'll give him a we 'll give him we 'll we'll let him off the hook there Brino hater 's always really good to come up I, I, like there the, 's just so much that 's happening right now with the club andres Gomez. Jefferson, Savarino, I mean, they could be the best winger tandem Mm -hmm. in all of Major League Soccer sooner rather than later if they continue to play in the manner that they are. So, Justin Glad, Marcelo Silva, formidable Brian Vera, the addition there. He just showcased, he played right back all, all of this evening. He's traditionally a left back or center back, and he just seamlessly kind of slotted in at right back and played well. Brian Oviedo whose legs have been gone for many years, put in a shift and played yeah, 90 did. minutes. Mm-hmm. So there's just a ton of positive to uh, to what's happening at the club at the minute. And, and I thought tonight was a good reflection of that against maybe, probably the best team in the Western Conference. I never St. Louis, yeah. I just think St. Louis being the first year, they're going to kind of die down at some point. They'll probably still be good but i just don't think they're going to win the west seattle i think are probably the favorites at this point to win the west
5: well and uh, david james mentioned this on the broadcast seattle looks at the mls season they call them quarters and they want to get 15 points out of each quarter and they're they've started the second quarter as they mentioned and after tonight they'll have four points out of that first quarter they got their 15 points in the first quarter they shoot for 60 points every year tom and if they get to 60 points they'll be top of the top of the uh, western conference easily that that's a big number in major league soccer
6: no it's a massive number uh, Scotty Strong just tweeted through. Uh, he thinks RSL can take some positives away from this match. Gomez was my man of the match. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Disappointed that most of the game was dominated by the ref in his course. That, that to me, is kind of the the be- the biggie-boo
5: about this one. It put a damper on it.
6: Yeah, it really did. Uh, and that referee has been around enough. He, I've seen a handful well, of his games. Yeah,
5: Sagafi, typically, he, he's, a, he's a FIFA international quality referee. It, it felt like he... Early on, you mentioned the two EL cards he gave out early. At that point, he kind of painted himself into a corner. He just kind of had to keep going. Officials, at times, they can find themselves losing kind of the, 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 I guess, the tenor and the tone of the match, and all of a sudden, they have to just kind of keep going. And I thought, felt like this one kind of lost it early on, and just, and it kind of ruined what was otherwise, I thought, a fairly entertaining match.
6: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. He painted himself into a corner. He wasn't able to get out of it. You Mm -hmm. can't be giving away or you can't be showing, I should say, those two early yellow cards and, and then not kind of go on about business in a similar manner throughout the course of the game. So he was forced to give away yellows, too many yellows, mm-hmm. unnecessary yellows. Seattle then started playing for that, which upset the crowd. Yep. And, and, you know, it was so fascinating because with how easy Seattle were falling over and collapsing <laughs> to the ground, you almost got the sense that midway through that second half as the crowd grew in voice Seattle just started playing for the point
5: yeah which they they, they they started it was time wasting that's what it was they were they were falling over you mentioned that there was a lot of um I don't know how you could say it weak fouls I guess is the easiest way to say yeah, it soft to, fouls soft fouls yes and just that 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 that's the that's the tough part to accept with this because th- it was it was a back and forth pretty evenly played match and it's just the officiating it, yeah it marred otherwise of what i thought was was pretty entertaining soccer out here
6: yeah i i agree with you it was uh it was a blast it, i i had a really good time sitting in the press box i got tingles you know it was funny too i was closer to the south end zone mm-hmm. the press box is down that way and the supporters section started chanting we want cry in about the 78th minute i don't yeah. know if you could hear it up in up in the uh, the radio booth where you were jake but I mean, within seconds, yeah, his he, purple bid was off and running down mm-hmm. the sideline to receive guidance on what was uh what was required from him and uh, it was just awesome to see that sort of stuff and um, and then that supporter section too, if any of them are listening, i'll give them credit because i you know I've been doing this for quite a few years now, coming down to america first field watching uh, real salt lake go about their business and that's been a very disjointed area of the 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 arena and the stadium it and has been yeah they're in sync now and mm-hmm. they're 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 working as one and they're all singing the same chants. and you know the clubs come a lo- i just think the co- the club's coming along come a long way over the last couple of years there's more color coming throughout the stadium there's lights and audio upgrades and mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a fun time if you're a soccer fan here in Utah.
5: Yeah, they, they created that new standing room only section down there in the south end, and you're right, they, they've seemed to have gotten more in sync. The supporters' clubs that were kind of dispersed throughout the throughout the. Uh the stadium for years are all now congregated on that south end and they've all them working in concert together i think has really revolutionized kind of that south end and made it feel more like okay this is more of what you expect from a supporter section
6: yeah i mean i i was fortunate enough to visit austin fc for mm-hmm. the playoff game a year ago and there's nothing quite like that in the country sure. and if rouse at lake could uh, could replicate that in any way shape or form i think they'd, they'd go a long way jake just uh quickly mm-hmm. a couple of the numbers here uh real salt lake 15 shots to seattle's 12 seattle with only the one shot on target Mm -hmm. real salt lake with just the three so uh pretty poor in front of goal for both sides not all that accurate possession favored seattle 58 percent to 42 uh which we kind of talked about a bit pre-game that was that was expected um corner count seven to two in favor of real salt lake um so it was, a very, it was a really interesting chess match, I thought, with with how it panned out. Real Salt Lake conceded possession, um, but then tried to hit Seattle on the counter-attack outside of that Jordan Morris chance. Mm-hmm. Real Salt Lake probably had the better of the chances. I thought Andres Gomez had a really good opportunity with his left foot to hit on the volley. He skidded over the bar. Terrific service from Oviedo on the right-hand side. So that there, there was just, you know, a lot of wasted opportunity from both sides in front of goal tonight, and I was itching, I was itching <laughs> for Real Salt Lake to put a goal in the back of the net, because this place would have absolutely yeah. erupted, and I would have loved to have heard it.
5: This club was into it, and it, if there was, if that ball hit the back of the net, this place, you're right, they would have absolutely just blown the roof off this place. I know there's not a roof out there, but they would have, it would have absolutely gone off.
6: Yeah, it would have been really cool, um, but you know such is life I guess move <laughs> on to uh, next week mm-hmm. Houston Dynamo on uh, the 6th of May it's a, it's a road trip they'll visit the likes of Tate Schmidt and, and Corey Baird out mm-hmm. there in Houston and uh, and I think that's another game where they can they can pick up, uh, pick up points on the road so the club's trending in the right direction another impressive performance tonight has aided that and the morale within the dressing room I'm sure is, uh, is only growing which, which is good
5: yeah, interesting thing about this. I don't know if you've seen this, Tom. Jordan Morris is still out here on the sideline. He's down He's down uh, where the uh, Seattle benches. He's had a long conversation with somebody. Now, I don't know if he's got family or friends here in attendance, but he has not gone back to the locker room. He is still in his uniform. He's been out here the entire time we've been doing this post-match show, having a long conversation. He's actually the only player still out here on, on the field. It's just interesting that he's over here having this conversation because you would have thought he would have gone back to the locker room at this point.
6: Yeah, it looks like maybe family or friends yeah. or he's uh – catching up with people i don't know if he
5: he must have some relatives in town yeah, but some, something about that uh howie smith weighing in here tom i'll read this real quick i hate complaining about refs but whenever the ref is part of the plot there's a problem i don't think anyone from rsl played poor There was some very slow pace the moments of urgency and quick transition open things up i i think he nailed a bunch of good points there because there was at times rsl did slow down the pace a little bit it was playing a little bit slower but there were times that they really got after it 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 did give them some of their best opportunities in this one
6: yeah no it did and uh it'll be interesting to see how how things play out and you know i think real salt lake is still trying to figure out their best way of creating attacking
5: opportunities and all right justin glad sitting down with the media right now we'll take that live here you go justin glad addressing the media down in the media room
1: um, first clinch to the season against a very good Seattle Sounders side. Like, what, what went in tonight to make this performance such a, a good one defensively?
7: Yeah, I think uh, you know it's been in the back of our minds not not having a shutout yet. So that's something that at least myself personally, I've been focused on. Um, and I think the whole team was just on it tonight. We 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 knew where Ladero was the whole game. We knew where uh, Morris was the whole game. And it just it just came down to um, everyone everyone putting in a shift and and being a team
1: uh pretty pretty intense match overall especially towards the end there i know there was some i know you had some conversations with some of the officials overall there was kind of just a lot going on i don't want to ask you about like you know necessarily certain decisions but what's your mindset when it comes to like when you're when you'll talk to an official like like what what kind of has to happen for you for you to to have to want to intervene i guess
7: yeah um when I disagree or when, you know, we disagree, um, which, you know, it's going to happen, obviously. I don't, I don't envy the ref or the, the the jobs of the refs. It's uh, someone's going to be mad no no matter what. Um, but yeah, just, you know, when the emotions are into it, you just kind of speak your mind in in the moment. Um, and yeah.
1: And then I guess just kind of talking more about that intensity, intensity, what do you think, it was noticeable from the outset of the match that it was a more intense match. Why do you think that was, and how do you think you guys kind of handled that intensity throughout the 90 minutes?
7: Um, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure why it was. I think maybe the, it's the Sounders we have. There's some history there. Um, but I think it was just two teams that, that wanted to win, and, and the intensity was a result of that. Um, and I'm sorry, I forgot the second part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, we were just—we knew it was gonna have to be 90 minutes of, of focus, and you know, w- the past couple games we've we've put together, uh, you know, whatever, maybe 85 minutes of focus that we get scored on or something like that. Um, so today it was the complete 90. Um, and hopefully next one we can we can get a
3: goal in there and take the three. ¿Qué sensación hay en el vestuario que acabas de salir de frustración o, o están contentos con el empate. Le vale el empate.
7: Si van a get that. Uh, I think we're let's see if I can answer this right. <laughs> uh,
5: the question was just in terms of how the locker room is feeling. Are you guys happy with the tie?
7: That's exactly what I thought you said. <laughs> um, no, I think anytime we're at home, you know, we want the 3 points. Um, it doesn't matter who what team it is. Um you know in, in this league especially uh, home games have to be wins um so i think i think anything but three we're we're unsatisfied with
1: hey justin <clears throat> um obviously 0-0 draw at home is not a, an ideal outcome what do you think was missing tonight from the team um that's a tough co- i think you know
7: we just gotta bury our opportunities. Um, it's it's easier said than done, um, but I mean, uh, like I say, goals change games. Um, so if we if we can just bury one one of those chances, um, you know, then all of a sudden it's it's a different vibe. It's a different feeling. Um, but credit to Sounders, they they defended well. So. Yep.
3: Siete tarjetas en el partido. ¿Cómo lo siente eso el, el, el jugador? ¿Se sienten frustrados a lo largo del partido? ¿Se han sentido molestos? Yeah, I
7: mean, I mean, I, I was definitely frustrated. I felt like there were a couple soft, soft yellows for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, what can you do? You know, we we, we take them on the chin and, and we move forward.
0: Anyone else? Awesome. All right. Thanks, Justin. Right, thank you, guys.
5: There you go, Justin Glad. And I think he handled the, the referee questions quite diplomatically there, Tom. Yeah, well, I think
6: there's some fines that uh, yeah, they gotta be careful, Yes. potentially evaded there, which is uh, well done to him. He's been doing this for a while, so you'd yep. expect nothing less. But, you know, not surprising that the referees were uh, – We're a big part of that post-game. We're obviously waiting to hear from Pablo Mastroianni, who will be coming up here any minute, and uh, I anticipate much of a similar question to be asked. And Pablo's normally pretty good at uh, avoiding similar issues, but uh, occasionally he can. Get, let the let the moment get the better of him. So we'll
5: he, he's not Mike Pecky. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Mike, Mike Pecky had some legendary ones, by the way. Jordan Morris, I'm, I need to keep tabs on him. He is still talking to people. He just he got finished with people on the bench there. Now he's walked over to some fans in the stands. One wearing his jersey, there's number thirteen, rave green jersey, and having a conversation. This is really cool to see because th- not a lot of pro athletes will take that much time to, to spend time with their fans.
6: No, he's uh, he's risking missing the bus at this <laughs> point.
5: <laughs> he is. It's been a, it's been a minute. There's no doubt about that. We're well past ten o'clock. In yeah, ten oh eight, geez. So, yeah, he's he, – all right, we were just waiting. Pablo Maestroini to sit down. And, uh, Tom, got another uh, take here from Draper U to Brad Carter underscore UT. says, fortunate to come away with a point. So many sloppy giveaways, missed shots by the Sounders, and Nima doing all he could to send them home with all three points. Happy to get a point under those circumstances. I would quibble a little bit with – I thought giveaways were on both sides of this because there were times I saw a, a Seattle fa- – Seattle Sounders defenders, they dribbled it right out of bounds and gave gave free throw-ins back to RSL in the attacking third.
6: Yeah, it was a bit sloppy at times. It was, uh, I think when the ball was was in motion, it was a really Mm fast-paced game, and there was a lot of pressure being put on by both sides. And so, you know, mistakes at that point are always going to maybe be a little more frequent, and and that was probably what was the case tonight. I think it's frustrating if you're a fan obviously to to come to America first field and leave with a nil-nil draw but I actually think this is almost more of a win for Real Salt Lake than it is for Seattle and it sounds strange because it's at America first field it's just Real Salt Lake has not played well this season and this was their first real test at home and I think they lived up to uh, all the challenges and and showcase that, that they belong you know, against some of the best. They can compete with some of the best.
5: Yeah, and that's, that's the part about that is that RSL, they hadn't had a clean sheet all season. We talked about this in the pregame, the pre-match show, is they had not had a clean sheet all season. And that's something to, 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 uh, uh, Justin mentioned. He's like, we knew that we hadn't had a shutout all year, and we wanted to get that. He said "I it was something I was aiming for, and that's that's a positive step, uh, once again, for this RSL club because, yeah, nil-nil draw, it feels like for home fans a lot of times when you don't score, you don't win on your home turf, it makes you feel bad. But this is one of the best teams in Major League Soccer, and you held them down.
6: And and you really limited their opportunity, yeah. too. So it wasn't just a nil-nil draw where you keep a clean sheet mm-hmm. and you get lucky in the process. Uh, Real Salt Lake earned every bit of that clean it sheet did. tonight. They were really good Defensively, they were compact; they defended as a team, uh, Rubio Rubin put pressure on you know the the back line of Seattle when they were in possession, trying to maneuver their next move and I just thought it was a real team effort from Real Salt Lake and Pablo Maserini. They played with the right mindset mm-hmm. and they they really limited Seattle in front of goal and you know as that second half went on, I thought Seattle slowly but surely crept deeper and deeper into their own half. And and Real Salt Lake looked to be you know, more of the dominant team trying to find that game winner in front of their home fans.
5: Oh, that's interesting. So I got a text from a buddy of mine. that He actually just reminded me of this. Uh, Jordan Morris is a diabetic, and he actually takes a lot of time. He's mentioned this. He's, he's, I, he was wondering if he's meeting with some, some – he does a lot of this stuff uh, internationally and whatnot. With I think he's type 1 diabetic, and I think it takes a lot of time with young kids to tell them that they can still they can still live their dreams even though he, he's a professional athlete. That's awesome. day back. All right, Pablo Macho, he's sitting down with the media right now. Here you go, Pablo, speaking to the media.
1: From the kickoff of this match, there was were, were some intensity um, between these two teams. Back a lot of back and forth, a lot of aggression, uh, overall intensity. What? Why do you think this match kind of brought out a lot of the that emotion and aggressiveness between these two teams? Um, you know,
4: I, I, I think there's obviously a history uh, with Seattle. I, I think. Um, Every game we play against them, it's always a tough, tough match, um, going back to when I first got here and I'm sure before that as well. And uh I think currently, you know, they're top in the league. Um and, and we're a team that's you know, that that's continuing to 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 fight for points, you know, and I think, you know, uh three points against a team like Seattle would have been fantastic, but I thought the guys the guys hung in there and fought real hard. Given, you know, losing two two players that were uh, planned to start this week in the last two days, um, wasn't easy, but it speaks a lot to the character of the group. Scotty stepped in and did a good job, <clears throat> you know, and then Oviedo playing on the, on the right side, um, wasn't easy. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm proud of the effort. Um, and we just really lacked, uh, making a play on the offensive end, but I think from box to box, I thought it was a good performance.
1: And then one other guy that came on was uh Berton Jacqueson. I think a lot of fans were pretty impressed with what they saw from him um coming on the the energy and the and the 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 focus and the attack. What what did you notice from him, I guess, in his first real real minutes with the first? No, team?
4: I thought he was bright. I, I thought he, you know, threatened behind the defense. I, I think he had some good hold up moments. Um he's he's a player that can literally stand on one leg and, and, and hit, hit the ball and and with, with accuracy and with pace. Um so for a debut, I think it was, uh, it was, it was really good to see him. Um, and you know, I, you know, and moving forward, I think he's put himself in a position to get, to get,
1: uh, more minutes. Uh, we talked yesterday about not having had a clean sheet yet. You get that tonight. How do you feel about the defensive performance, especially given that there were some late changes,
4: yeah, no, I think it was uh it's something that we 've been talking about uh, internally as a group that that good defending leads to to good attacking um, and obviously going up against Seattle, who's got um, for me one of the the, the best attacking um, groups in 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 the league, I think we did a really good job. The guys in the back line did great. I think Zach made uh, you know a huge save. Uh, I think the midfielders worked doggedly in the middle of the field at times. Overload, um, being overloaded by at times two players, and and I think just the commitment from everyone, top to bottom, was really good. And, and again, that's how you, that's how you keep the clean sheet.
1: Pablo Ruiz uh, getting that second yellow, he'll miss uh, next week's game against Houston. Um, any sense on where Jasper's at, and kind of how you adjust to having a couple key guys out in that that spot?
4: Yeah, um, it, 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 I think. Jasper's questionable at best uh, for next week, uh, but the prognosis came back better than expected, so so that would be good. Um, and then we just got to see. You know, I think Ojeda came in and did a, a good job in the middle of midfield. I think the uh, excuse me, the Open Cup game uh, was a good run, uh, fitness wise, um, and I thought he was bright. You know, Mecca complained there, Scott complained there, um, so we'll look at look at the options this week and and see how we go.
1: Hey Pablo, um zero zero draw, great defensive game. Um obviously missing the goal tonight. How much of an impact does missing someone like Anderson Julio make for a game like tonight?
4: Yeah, you know, I think Julio's strength is 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 really stretching the back line, getting him behind, um and, and making good runs that, that open up space for others. Um, you know, I, I think it, Seattle's a good defensive team as well. Um and 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 it's it's easy to say that if we had this or had that we would have scored a goal, but the truth is, you know, I think we, we had a few good looks at goal and, you know, I think the difference between, um, the last few games and and tonight was just the, uh, sharpness in the final third decision-making, um, you know, Rubio had two decent looks, um, which was great to see. I thought he was, I thought his, he he had a really good game. Um, and it's just the goals eluding him, you know? So uh, again, um, I but the one thing is 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 when you put two good performances back to back it builds confidence within the group. Um this happens to be a good defensive performance. Um but we're looking to you know revive the magic uh you know of, of put having the ball at the back in that uh for the next game and if we can couple both of those I think we'll we'll be we'll be in a good way.
1: And then uh at the end of the game, so you had a conversation with Freddie Juarez, what'd you guys talk about?
4: Uh no we just uh just basically how families are going and, and how we're doing, you know, I th- I think he's uh, found a great fit there in Seattle and just, you know, wished us luck. And, you know, he's just saying the guys, the guys, you know, they, they die for the cause and it's great to see those guys work extremely hard and just pleasantries that you do. But, uh, you know, I think uh, <clears throat> Freddie was the guy that brought me here. Um, and, and so uh, I'm grateful to be here and, uh, and just said, thanks.
2: Pablo, después de prácticamente cinco partidos, contando la de la Open Cup y con jugando bien, ¿sientes que ya estás encontrando el ritmo del equipo? ¿Te falta algo? ¿Qué, qué es lo que sientes tú como técnico que, que falta para que se concrete el resultado, pero ganando? Porque si vamos a Dallas, se jugó bien, pero no se ganó. Es suerte de ellos y luego los otros partidos que ganamos acá Charlo San José, el Open Cup y ahora este partido también ¿sientes que que, que ya encontraste? ¿qué te falta?
4: Para mí lo único que podemos controlar es el esfuerzo y la manera que queremos jugar yo creo que los resultados son como decís vos son hay necesita mucha suerte del árbitro del, de, del, de, del tiro al arco que rebota de un jugador y entra en el arco Y, pero yo creo que en este momento estamos jugando con mucha confianza, eh, tenemos una manera que queremos jugar y hoy día jugamos contra uno de los mejores equipos en la liga, así no es tan fácil, especialmente perdiendo dos jugadores en los últimos dos días que iban a salir titular, pero los, los jugadores que entraron a la cancha hicieron un muy buen trabajo y yo creo que así la confianza sigue creciendo cuando jugas bien Y en lo que estamos haciendo.
8: Uh, it's been five games in a row that you guys were undefeated, counting with the U.S. Open Cup. Do you think that the chemistry of the team is getting better? Do you think that, or what is missing? What do you think that the team can do better now? Pablo said the, the confidence has grown a lot. You know, the team is playing better. Uh, they played today against one of the strongest teams in the league. Um... We were, we, we, were, we were missing two of the players that were supposed to be on the first eleven, but the two others that replaced them did a a, magnific- uh, a really good job, and it's just the confidence
3: growing. Two questions quickly. One, a draw at home sometimes implies, or one thinks that they que lost two points or that they have gained a point. What evaluation do you make in that aspect with the result? And the second question is. Me sorprendió muy gratamente la apuesta tuya por Bertín, Juventud, y después por eh, Damir Kregler, la veteranía. decir, ¿Qué se te pasó por la cabeza? ¿Era improvisado o ya lo tenías previsto?
4: Um, la primera pregunta del resultado. Mira, al fin, de, al fin hay que aceptar el resultado, pero sabiendo que este equipo son top de la liga, Y, y creamos chance, pero no demasiado, eh, estoy satisfecho con el resultado. Eh, ¿Por qué? Porque cuando vas dos tres partidos sin perder, el equipo gana confianza. Y, y para mí lo importante es que seguimos trabajando en esta manera, y que es, si perdemos dos tres jugadores más, estamos, estamos mentalmente listos, Para, para enfrentar lo que viene. Y la, la tema de Bertín y, y, y Dami, eh, hablamos antes del partido que los jugadores que jugaron 120 minutos el miércoles eh, eh, era muy difícil para, para iniciar cualquier jugador en, en este partido porque el esfuerzo que sabíamos que iba a tomar contra un equipo como searo and Bertin Anduvo muy bien En el Open Cup eh, Estira la defensa Tiene un buen tiro Al arco Los tiros libres También lo hace muy bien Y también Le encanta hacer gol Y por eso Pusimos al, al Bertin Y después el Dami Jugó 120 minutos El miércoles Y también Viene de una lesión Y Pero la experiencia que, que tiene para Y yo pensaba Que iba a hacer gol En este momento Es el momento De Dami Pero Esta Esta he has
8: two questions the first one was about <clears throat> uh, do you think that we lost three points or are you satisfied with the with the point that we obtained against seattle and the second question was regarding Bertin and dami um he asked do, do you plan it that way? Do you plan on having Bertin playing on the field today and putting putting him together with Damir, with the experience that he has? Uh, Pablo's answer was, "Well, we know we play against one of uh, one of the toughest teams in the league. You know, Seattle Thunder. So it was a very hard it was a very hard game. Uh, I take it as a as a good result because as a team we play really good, and these kind of results give us more confidence to play better as a team." Um, he mentioned that it was very hard to put uh, the players that played on, on Wednesday. We're gonna have a lot of time today because it was a long game. But um, he he knows the the skills that Bertin has with the, with um, shooting and free kicks and putting him together with Amir. Um, he was he was confident. he was we're gonna have. He was gonna score a goal. But other, overall, the, both of them did a great job.
2: Pablo y Zay Melgar para Hispanic Sport Media eh, preguntarte un poco de Andrés Gómez el día de hoy pues no fue su mejor partido eh, tuvo algunas eh, complicaciones, unos errores quizás mentales podrían, podría decirse hablamos un poco en la semana pasada dijo que el adaptarse a la liga eh, pues va poco a poco pero yo a lo que vi es que eh, se adapta muy bien con Anderson Julio hoy no estuvo con Anderson Julio y se vio una baja de juego importante para él qué piensas tú con respecto a eso y cómo ayudarle a él a que pueda tener mayor dinamismo con sus otros compañeros
4: sí para mí es, es un desarrollo largo la, la, la afición y todos queremos que el Andrés ya es el, el jugador completo en todos los partidos pero el, el tema del de, de, desarrollo de un futbolista todo toma tiempo y va a tener partido donde juega bien y va a tener partidos a veces que no te salen las cosas para mí lo, lo más importante la mentalidad que tiene y que tiene cuando viene a entrenar y hoy día no, no le tocó pero también el esfuerzo fue fantástico así hay que seguir poco a poco con el Andrés y sabiendo que tiene todas las herramientas para ser un gran jugador y pero como dije todo eso toma tiempo no no es, no hay magia no hay, no hay un secreto para, hay que, hay que, hay que aceptar que unos partidos va a jugar mejor que los otros, pero el actitud que tiene y la manera de trabajar, yo creo que va a llegar en ese momento antes del, del que se termina el campeonato.
8: The question was about Andrés Gómez. Um, he said Andrés Gómez has been playing really good in the last few games, especially with Julio. Um, on the on the film today was not a very good game for Gomez uh, because Julio wasn't there. What do you think? How do we can help him to uh, develop better and transition better with the team? Pablo said that uh, and Andres Gomez is a, a sectional player. Uh, he really likes how uh, the mentality that he has when he comes to training. And um, sometimes he's gonna have great games. Sometimes the things are not gonna go the way he wanted, but that's part of soccer. You know, uh, that's part of the development. We all want that he be the stars that we all expecting, but this is a process, and he's going to be y and it's just part of soccer.
2: También preguntarte un poco sobre el arbitraje el día de hoy. Fue... No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No me, voy a entrar me, en. Me van a mudar, si, no, si, no, 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 me... no, no. Voy a entrar en tema polémico, pero consideras un poco que fue algo permisivo con los jugadores de Seattle Sounders con ciertas actitudes?
4: Mira, no, no quiero hablar del otro equipo en una manera malo. Todo, todos los entrenadores y, y los futbolistas queremos ganar el partido. Y... Y lo dejo ahí. Porque, mira, todos queremos ganar. Y, 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 y eso es lo más importante. Yo respeto mucho el cuerpo técnico de Seattle. Son son muy buena gente. Son muy buenos entrenadores. Y también respeto todos los jugadores de, del equipo porque son grandes jugadores que que...
8: Calidad, pero, pero salen en la a the question was about the ref. What do you think about the ref um, performance today? Do you think that he was trying, you know, give it more fouls to Seattle? Pablo said that he doesn't want to talk about the ref, um, but he says that he knows the people from Seattle, he knows the um, the coach, he knows the players. Everybody wants to win, um, and he just wants to focus on that. I mean, everybody does their best to, to, to win their games, and he's, he's going to leave it like that.
0: All right. Thank you, everyone.
8: Thank you, guys. Thank you,
5: Pablo. There you go. Pablo Mastroini breaking it down after RSL draws nil-nil with the Seattle Sounders. We will take a look around Major League Soccer, get some other thoughts as we continue on with the RSL Postmatch Show next, right here on the RSL Radio Network. <laughs> back to the RSL post-match show. Real Salt Lake draws nil-nil with the Seattle Sounders out here at America First Field. Tom Hackett, Jake Hatch breaking things down after the match tonight. And Tom, uh, let's take a look around Major League Soccer real quick. Uh, The only match ongoing is in extra time right now, and I guess both matches out here in the western half of the country are going to end nil-nil barring something crazy late. Uh, Vancouver and Colorado, they have 90 plus 5 minutes currently, so they're an extra time uh, tied nil-nil. Russell Lake and Seattle also nil-nil. The only uh, scoreless matches out here in the west. Uh, The rest of it went down as as follows, and uh, feel free to pop in at any point with any thoughts you have. Nashville beats Atlanta 3-1. Miami gets the win over Columbus 2-1. DC United shutting out Charlotte uh, 3-0. Former RSL man uh, Justin and came on in the 64th minute in that, of that one after uh, getting traded to Charlotte. I'm assuming he'll be entering more of the lineup here uh, moving forward. New England and uh, Cincinnati split the points at 1-1. Orlando beats the LA Galaxy in Orlando 2-0. Toronto uh, takes a 1-0 victory over New York City FC. That was a bit of a surprise. It was at BMO Field up there in Toronto. Austin and San Jose uh, draw 2-2. Chicago and New York draw 1-1. Montreal in the, bottom, uh, in the Battle of the Bottom Dwellers, uh, they, get, they go down to Kansas City and beat Sporting Kansas City 2-0. Uh, that will warm RSL fans' hearts. They have no pity uh, for SKC. And then Portland, an interesting one, gets the uh, upset win in St. Louis, beating St. Louis City uh, SC 2-1.
6: Yeah, and uh, Seattle's 0-0 point against Real Salt Lake now has them firmly in first place in the Western Conference with a one-point lead over St. Louis. For what it's worth, Real Salt Lake in the 10th spot, Mm -hmm. currently on 10 points, goal difference, an issue. Um, Second worst goal difference in the uh, conference, only behind Sporting Kansas City. But the good news is that they're on 10 points, are Real Salt Lake, uh, and with one victory... They could they could jump all the way up to sixth. They're only three points yeah. behind Houston, who they next play, um, who currently held the sixth position.
5: Yeah, it's a pretty jumbled mess, kind of in the middle there of the Western Conference. All right, we will take a look ahead to Houston coming up next. We round out this edition of the RSL Post Match Show right here on the RSL Radio Network. <laughs> Welcome back to the RSL post-match show. Jay Catch, Tom Hackett breaking things down as RSL draws nil-nil with uh, Seattle Sounders. They now head on a road trip next Saturday to Houston, uh, a mi- uh, an early May visit uh, to the Lone Star State once again. They actually already made the trip to Dallas earlier this month as well. Tom, if you're going to go down to Texas, this is the right time of year to go down there.
6: Yeah, it is. The weather's. Uh manageable I guess yeah. uh, and it'll be a fun it'll be a fun little game I think down there in Houston a um, couple of former Real Salt Lake uh, expats mm-hmm. in Tate Schmidt and
5: Cory Baird Corey
6: Baird Corey Baird does start most games at the point of the attack so assuming anything unforeseen you'll likely see Mr. Baird himself uh, at the point uh, Tate Schmidt got off to a really good start he did not play in their last Major League Soccer game. He wasn't even featured on the bench, so I'm not sure if he has picked up an injury, but... uh Maybe. It looks like he's uh, dealing with something, so hopefully he can return to uh, face his old
5: squad. Interesting part about this is the run of form for Houston and uh, Salt Lake going into that one. Uh, each team with three wins, one draw and one loss. So, uh, it looks like on paper, at least it should be a fairly decent match. Uh, most recent matchup was back in May of 2022. RSL running away with a 3-0 win uh, previous to that. Uh, there was a I think it was, actually maybe it was the start of the 2022 season. It was a nil-nil draw between Houston and Salt Lake. So, RSL will be going into that one on a little bit of a run here, but it, it's an opportunity for them to go on the road and pick up some points. Houston is not the world beater. I think that every well, they're not the, they're not world beaters out there. There's a chance for RSL to go for
6: sure. Play. No, for sure. They, I think they're um, they're doing better than, than what most people yes. had anticipated. They're in the you sixth your sixth spot right now. Sixth right? spot in the West. Their last loss came to San Jose on April 1st, so mm-hmm. they just they went just about the entire month of April without. A loss, and so um, they're up and about and, and playing a decent round of football, and it'll be a test for Real Salt Lake. Anytime you visit, just about any team on the road in Major League Soccer, it's always mm-hmm. going to be a bit of a fight. But, um, but I certainly think to your point that this is a the, the sort of game that Real
5: Salt Lake should try and capitalize on on the road. Absolutely. So that'll be a 6.30 kickoff mountain time. Uh, pre-match coverage will come your way at 5.30 right here on the RSL Radio Network. So until then, enjoy the rest of the week. Once again, RSL draws nil-nil with the Seattle Sounders out right here at America First Field. For Tom, I'm Jake. The big thanks to Christian back in the studio for pr- producing this. We'll be back next week uh, from AFF. I'm signing off Jake Hatch, Tom Hackett. This is your RSL Post-Match Show on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone, and the RSL Radio Network. <phone rings>